0: What's up, people? Another episode of Justice Porch Davis here with you. Got some devastating news from a fantasy baseball team. Even got chided a little bit by one of my uh the other owners in the league. I'll talk about that. Washington Commanders. A commanding win. Over uh, the Baltimore Ravens really made my day. Talk about my thoughts on Washington. Um, Staying in Washington, but switching to baseball. Steven Strasberg, my picture. My picture. That I've been waiting to save. If you're watching this and you were on X when I shared it, the podcast, then you'll know. You know already. But uh, the sadness that is the loss of Steven Strasberg. We'll talk a little baseball. And of course, we've got one of the better stories still basketball and tennis as we look ahead to the US Open. That's right, the last Grand Slam in tennis. We'll start with the devastating news. Joey Otani! They announced that he is done pitching in 2023, but that he's going to continue to hit. But now he suffered a UCL tear. And this has been one of the most intriguing seasons for the Angels and Shohei Otani and what it means for the future for them. For me, uh, in my draft, when we first, when I first joined this league, that was one of the key things for me, was to get Shohei Otani. I'm still not happy that Yahoo Sports made me select him separately as a pitcher and a hitter, when it should be one player, one position, but whatever. I mean, technically, I don't even know. Maybe that's a rule in Major League Baseball that Otani has to count for both. That might actually be the case, and I'm wrong. But every season, I am willing to accept the fact that I am giving up two spots for Shohei Otani. I'm good with it. I'm 100% good with it. And I wish him the best. A speedy recovery. And maybe they need to shut him down for the season because the Angels aren't going anywhere. But here's the thing. And I know that there was a lot of going back and forth about whether to trade him into not. And this is the worst news for the Angels because they should have traded them. I know they thought they were close to making the playoffs. But the Angels do not have anyone looking over them. They don't have a halo. And it has shown over the number of seasons before Shohei Otani. Angels just don't have it. Mike Trout can't do it. This team simply is not going to be a winning team. And now look where they are. Shohei Otani is done. Right? And now the Angels are done. I mean, I get it. The bottom line is the Angels were in really a no-win position. There's no win. It's a simple fact that what we are dealing with is a team that didn't want to give up on the most talented player ever in Major League Baseball. There's no... There's just simply no debate about it. But what they could have done if they had looked at what, I guess you could say maybe what Tampa Bay had done. But really, if you look at the Orioles, and I know I, th- I feel like I'm being close to home. but And I guess you could say what Houston Astros did some years ago before they got caught cheating. But even the Nationals. Look what they are doing with the young talent. They even extended Davy Martinez because, miraculously, they are much closer to five hundred than they probably ever thought they would be, and that probably is leading to some optimism in the Nationals' organization. Rightfully so. And the Angels could have set up themselves for success because not only trading Otani. They probably should trade Mike Trout. And they chose not to. And look at where they are. Look at where they are. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to lose Otani in free agency. Now, granted, he may not get the money that I think he should get because I think that Otani, realistically, I think he's a seven hundred and fifty dollar play, million dollar player. But maybe with the tear, some team is going to say, I don't know. Maybe you're going to get six hundred. Maybe, maybe only five hundred. That's a possibility, too. But I'm more concerned about the devastation for me. Like, my team is done. Done. Just simply done. I mean, my team was done in fantasy baseball anyway. I was like 4-13 and 13 or something like that. But... Man, poor angels. Angels in the outfield, infield. They're just not good. They're just simply not good. What's not good for the Washington Nationals is Steven Stratzberg. He was a number one draft pick. One was on the Nationals when they won the 2019 World Series, which I thoroughly enjoyed. He got MVP honors. And let's face it. look I, I'm I'm yeah, you, you it's easy to be critical of Steven Strasburg, but it was injuries. He was always injured. So the criticism is, to me, different from, oh, he never lived up to his expectations as a pitcher in terms of the talent level. When he was playing, yeah, he was good. But, you know, he just simply couldn't stay on the field. That's 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 the bottom line. He just couldn't stay on the field. And... That's a problem. That's a big problem. And it became a problem for the nationals that they signed Strasbourg to that big contract, and he just never played. I'm not see so you notice I didn't say he didn't live up to it. He was a World Series MVP, and we as Nationals fans and Nationals employees and front office. His teammates, everybody can revel in the fact that they won a World Series. No one can take that away from them. So from that perspective, I am grateful to have been able to say that we had Steven Strasburg on this team. But it also led to the dismantling of the Nationals because his injury, and then I was like, well, maybe not. And then all of a sudden, it's like they just kind of packed it in. We won the World Series, let's just move on. That's how I felt Nationals ownership decided to make a change. They saw that Steven Strasburg was never really going to be the same and that they couldn't win. And so, yeah, this was the end. This was the end. And now we're really at the end. I mean, realistically, at the age of 35, it's all right that he's done, I guess. But to think when they showed a statistic that he has only thrown 528 pitches 528 pitches. Not innings. Well, really, never would have been innings. Not strikeouts. Pitches, period. Since he signed the two hundred forty-five million million seven-year extension after winning the World Series. That was December 2019. It's been sad. And he was going to be generational talent. And it just never happened. It just never happened. I wish him the best. Whatever he decides to do next. um, It will be interesting to see what that is. What he decides to do if I don't I can't see him going to broadcasting or anything like that, but you know, it's it's kinda done. He's kinda done. And I will tweet out my picture. Well, I don't know. If it's X, I will X out my picture. Is that the new thing now? Xing out the picture? You don't tweet it out? That's possible. That's possible. Staying with baseball. As we get into the month of September. The Orioles continue to be on the roll. But Tampa's hot on their trails. Only a game and a half back. There are a lot of really good series. That I'm excited to see. Come Go down the stretch in September. In the Central, we got Milwaukee ahead of Chicago in the Reds by three and a half games. What happened to the Pirates? Remember when they were in first place at one point? And now they are not. We've got in the AL West, Texas, Seattle, and Houston. That's. Going to be a lot of fun to watch. Three teams separated by a game and a half. Man, Minnesota's really running away with the Central. Cleveland's five back, so I, I mean, there's still enough time for them to do something. And then we've got Baltimore and the Rays. The Rays are half, one and a half games back as of the time of this recording. As it relates to the wild card and what's going to happen, you got Boston, Toronto, Houston, Seattle, and Tampa Bay vying for the wild card. Yankees fell off. They just—I mean—they're one and nine in their last ten. Now that five games below five hundred, at a point we could say the AL East was the more dominant division, but they're not anymore. But the National League wild card should be a lot of fun. You know, if you want to count San Diego, who are six games back of the wild card. But the other teams, you got Miami, Arizona, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Chicago, and Philly. At the top of the list at plus two and a half games. But two games really separate um, the wild card spot. I find myself... Wondering if it's too early right now to be, I mean, I'm not really excited about what's going to happen in with the playoffs. I mean, it's just a lot of jockeying for position, almost too much of jockeying for position, but we're very close to September. Like this is near the end. We are almost at the end. And I hope these races stay close. That's my hope, is that all of these races stay close. English Premier League started. And I figured I'd throw this in there before I start talking about the other football. The National Football League. And I'm trying to get into it, but obviously it's very early in the season. And I am most disappointed in the fact that I participated in the EPL draft and three of my players aren't even in the EPL anymore. I just don't like it. Tables, all right, it is what it is. I mean, you know, when you think about Leicester City sometimes back. The fact that you've got uh, Brighton and Hove Albion at the top of the table. eh, We know that's not going to last. I don't like seeing Chelsea all the way down. It's a little early, but I wonder for those that follow Soccer, I mean, look, we know, or football, we've only played a couple games, so we got a long way to go. But thinking how early when you know a team is just not going to do good, that they're not going to do well. A a good friend of mine who also roots for Chelsea is already like, yeah, I'm done with Chelsea. I know they're not going to be good this year. And I'm like, what? How do you know already? Come on, give them some time. I'm trying to give them some time. I am trying to give them some time. I don't know. All of these signings. Lukaku obviously is not going to really be playing for Chelsea. So can we trade him? Is there any way for Chelsea to get better? Is Balogun, if they can get him in a transfer, can he make a difference? I mean, obviously, I just not only do I want Chelsea to do well, but because now they've got the the owner from Chevy Chase, Bethesda, I want a, a little added bonus for me, a little bit of an added bonus for me to see them do well, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I really don't. What I know is going to happen in the other football is I think Jonathan Taylor is going to get traded from the Colts, and that's probably for the best. My question is, as I see all these running backs trying to get paid and can't get paid, I don't quite understand why, why teams are not valuing running backs as much as they used to. That's what I see. Jonathan Taylor is a premier running back. In the Colts, I know you can say, well, Jim Irsay is a little different. You can say that. But the bottom line is I'm just like, I don't know how Jim Irsay and them could be like, eh, he's all right. What do you mean he's all right? How many teams would say, oh, I'll take him? Well, I'm going to tell you one. Washington, will take him. I don't know about that trade. Because see, what's going to happen is you devalue. I'm talking about the Colts. On one hand, you devalue him, right? Eh, he's not worth it. But then you're going to ask for the world in the trade. That's what's going to happen with the Colts. Which to me, again, doesn't make sense. Is he valued or not? Are running backs valued or not? I mean I feel like they used to be right after the quarterback they were the second most valued it was the second most valued position and now I feel like it's like a throwaway position almost it's just simply a throwaway position i don't i I don't get how it can be. A throwaway position. I need to get ready for the NFL. I got a draft coming up in a little over a week. It's an auction draft. I can't be there in person. But I'm going to try to be there via Zoom. And I'm looking forward to it. But I need to pay attention to these injuries. Like now uh, Judy may be out for several weeks. Who's going to be starting QBs in a couple places? Cooper Cup. Is is Stroud worth taking as a sleeper quarterback? All of these things I got to think about. And who is that? Who is the... Uh, Sleeper pick that no one expects to have that breakout season. That's what I got to look out for. So I I know I got my homework cut out for me. I know that. And I'll get there eventually. You probably are already there. I'm the one behind, right? I'm the one behind. But I'll get up to speed when it counts most. That's what I like to say. What I like to see is... Cool things happening that kind of converge in sports. And Jimmy Butler gets it. He just gets it. Have any of y'all seen him as the ball kid for the U.S. Open? I mean, come on. He's just... He's just funny. He's a lot of... he, He... He's... He's a lot rolled into one as an enigma. I feel like on the court, everyone talks about his demeanor being so serious, and yet he does so many fun things like this. Seeing him run out on the court doing his best uh, Seinfeld impression with Kramer being a ball kid, I mean, that was just greatness. And then actually being a ball kid for Francis Tiafo's match was just funny as we get set for U.S. Open. I'll make my predictions soon. You know, I think one big development that really, to me, sours the U.S. Open a little bit. I really wanted Djokovic to win. Like, I'm like, all right, whatever. I mean, I'm not really a Djokovic fan, so I'm not really rooting for him. I was rooting for, oh, I'd be curious if we're going to be able to see history of someone winning all four Grand Slams in one year. And now and it has been a while since anybody has done that. And now we're not going to get that, right? We're just simply not going to get that this year. Carlos Alcaraz. But can Carlos Alcaraz win too? Then all of a sudden the conversation will be, can Carlos Alcaraz catch Novak Djokovic? That's what it's going to be. Has father time caught up to Novak Djokovic? And I'll tell you what, the answer is no. Because Novak Djokovic, uh, yeah, was a Cincinnati Open but Novak Djokovic winning five seven seven six seven six, that was big. Because he knows that people are thinking that Carlos Alcaraz is next, and I don't see it. I don't see that Carlos Carlos Alcaraz is next. I see that the talent pool in general. Is not as strong. And so realistically. Everybody's only talking about those two players. That's what I see. But. We are not going to get that second era. Of. Nadal. Federer and Djokovic. All playing together. That's what we're not going to get. And on the women's side. I it's it's kind of like some players are good, but it's missing. It's missing a lot. Maybe that's why they need Jimmy Butler to come and be a ball kid, because they need some media attention. They need something, but they have my they got my attention, and so it worked, and I was happy to see it in. Um, I know he's probably not really going to be a part of the U.S. Open as a ball kid. We know that's not the case. But, you know, we'll see if it's something that we can at least, you know, have some fun with. That's the point, right? Is to have some fun. And Jimmy Butler knows how to have some fun. In the work hard, play hard way. That's Jimmy Butler. The quintessential work hard, play hard. I promise to work a little harder to get more pods out. Maybe you could say I've been playing too much doing other things, but I'll get there eventually. That'll do it for Just For Sport. I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now.